Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you. <laughs> Amazing. In some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Some mornings I wake up these days and wonder whether it's 1920 or 2020. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C. Senior Chairman. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of this historic chamber. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Impeachment. They've been talking about it since election night. Now it's happening. Finally. Justice. Or something like it. Took a long time to get here, but for the third time in U.S. history, we will have an impeachment trial in the Senate. Very exciting. By far the silliest. In my opinion. Hmm. So. The Johnson stuff was questionable. This one's just kind of silly. 
So, from what I understand, there's going to be a lot of wrangling over rules today. I'm glad I don't have to air that or talk about every moment of it. It's an all-day wrangle, Jack. Oh, boy. They're going to start in the weeds, then go out into the part of the swamp where bodies are never found again. Okay? Legal weeds. Yeah, so enjoy your gavel-to-gavel coverage of uh, uh, Arcania and Obscurity is being debated for hours on the floor of the Senate. If you like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so they're putting the press in... Senators don't even like that sort of thing. It's miserable. They're putting the press in pens. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. It's a little Soviet Russia. Well, the, this, the, have you heard the excuse? It's to protect them. Eh, anytime <laughs> any government says they're putting the media in pens to protect them, eh, come on now. Well, yeah. Somebody I don't got, actually know much about that. Somebody got kind of half knocked down during the Kavanaugh thing when people were so feverishly running around and everybody was all worked up. Yes. So since somebody got one person got kind of knocked down a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, they've decided to put everybody in pens and keep them away, and they, they're not allowed to chase senators down the hallway and ask them questions and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, well, I, I think you're gu- in, uh, guilty of inflammatory rhetoric here. Is it going to be like those little cages they keep veal calves in? Or is it going to be like a nice naturalistic enclosure, like a good zoo, <laughs> like the San Diego Zoo? You got your ibex. It's in a pen, I guess, but it's, it's, it's like the reproduction of the African plain. More of a natural habitat. Right. What is the natural habitat for a, a, a D.C. reporter? A bar? Snacks. Yeah. A lot of snacks. <laughs> Coffee yeah. shop. Yeah, exactly. Being a Starbucks, but. Ample food and water, and uh, it'll be fine. I didn't and then re- we can study their breeding habits. I didn't realize the Senate still hasn't caved on electronics, so they don't allow any electronics of any kind. And there's just the one, uh, I think there's two cameras in there, the official cameras. But, like, if you had an old-timey um, one senator walks over and beats another senator down with a cane, yeah, you'd just have eyewitness reports on handwritten notes. You wouldn't have any video of it or audio or, whatever, or, or anything like that. It just mm. doesn't, doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, thankfully, there are, aren't that many canings these days. I'm just surprised, though, in the modern world. Um, I've seen some of those senators. You're telling me there's not one pacemaker among them? <laughs> they might love pacemakers. Then, then, <laughs> then they've made some headway. We can have phones in there, too. <laughs> no electronics, though. So you, you can't get it. You can't like something exciting happens. You can't tweet it, tweet it out of there or, or take, you know, the inevitable uh, phone video. Yeah. Like, you know, the unruly passenger on the airplane style videos, which yeah. we all enjoy so much in the modern era. And since they start at one in the afternoon and are allowed 12 hours, are they actually going to go till 1 a.m.? Uh, it's one. It's one. Uh, Eastern time, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Well, at least potentially. And interestingly enough, it was uh, Chris Steyerwalt, who's Fox's politics editor, who said he thinks there'll be, it'll look bad if they don't use the whole time. So in the style of a crappy executive who wastes everybody's time at a boring meeting, he's thinking they'll just string it out so uh, the WAPO the next day will say they used every minute of their time to, to lay out the arguments. Or maybe you, didn't, you can make the claim that we didn't, they weren't allowed enough time. You can even claim that. Uh, yeah, that is one of the narratives. You're right. Yeah. Because each side gets 24 hours in two 12-hour days. But because they're starting at 1 in the afternoon of their time, uh, all because John Roberts has to preside over the Supreme Court in the morning. Yeah, is this the way they did it during Clinton? I don't remember it that way. Uh this or well, Rank was say, let's take a couple of weeks off. R- no, they didn't cram it together like this. They didn't have that tight schedule. That look, get it all done. We'll give you two days. 
They they allowed them to string it out more. Um, I'd be something, though, to have a bunch of 80-year-olds go until 1 in the morning. Tell you what, if I was elected senator, number one, I'd go into hiding, because I don't think I'd love to work, although the pension and health care looks awfully good. Um, but second thing I'd do, I would stand a, a, a motion, uh, Mr. Chairman, uh, Mr. Uh, Speaker, or whatever, who is uh, Mr. Majority Leader, Mr. Speaker Pro Tem, uh, whoever I'm supposed to be uh, you know, waving my hand at. <laughs> I will give counsel for the president $5,000 an hour for every hour he shaves off the 12. Who will match it? And we have like a million dollars, right? They're all rich people, so right. yeah, they could do that. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's starting to think, you tell me if I squeeze, squeeze this down into 10 hours, I'll get $400,000? Mm. Good luck to you if you watch all that, if that's your thing. It ain't mine. <laughs> oh, it'll be, it'll be quite easy to distill down into the relevant points. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. You know, to make this impeachment uh, hearings a little bit more, I guess, exciting or whatever, they need to do reenactments, you know, with, like, actors or something and say, you know, this is what happened. They bring out actors and have them reenact the scene and then, you know. Or how about those Korean-style animations? That are so much fun on the web. You ever see those? Those reenactments? Those are great. Yeah, Keith Oberman used to do that with the OJ trial. Remember that? He had the uh, OJ Simpson theater, and he would. Because there there will be very exciting moments during this uh, impeachment trial. I think so. But they're going to be spread apart by so much. Oh, yeah. That you really need a show like this to bring you highlights as opposed to dedicating your life waiting for the uh, the highlight to come. Yeah. Hours and hours of nothing. Yeah, listen, it's important. Don't get us wrong. Maybe no. a little explanation no. is, too. It's very important, and it is historic, and it'll be interesting, and to And it's real. It is. See how it unfolds. But they will spend 20 minutes arguing the very, very fine points of obscure Senate rules before they get into the part you can even comprehend. And then 20 minutes after that, they'll get down to brass tacks and actually say the things that, that, that you know, win it or lose it. Or, or are worth repeating on the news. It's just this chunk of it, the first day or so, is going to be way down in the procedural weeds. Right. Trump will be gone by next Thursday. Oh, Michael, stop it. <laughs> Go work for MSNBC, <laughs> you punk. They did release the list of House members that are going to be on Trump's side. We'll hit you with that in a little bit. It's the predictable names. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. It was uh, on this day in history in the year 1954, uh, the USS Nautilus was launched. Uh, It was the world's first operational nuclear-powered submarine. Mm. Uh, But the main reason why I'm bringing it to you is because I found this newsreel clip describing the event. Starting from Groton, Connecticut, the submarine Nautilus began her trials. The first vessel in the world to be propelled by atomic power. And I'm fascinated to figure atomic out... Power. Power. It, did people power. actually talk like that back then? Or I is know this, I did. Is, that guy apparently did. Or is this like the weird <laughs> thing when you watch video from Babe Ruth era baseball oh. and they all look like they're running in, in fast forward, right? <laughs> is there something technologically that makes people sound like this from the 50s? Starting from Groton, Connecticut, the submarine Nautilus began her trials. <laughs> her trials. Began her trials. <laughs> I think it was a bit mid-rangey in those days, for one thing. Why, 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 why a Brit? Special relationship and all. It's our submarine. So the House named last night, or the uh, the White House named last night, Doug Collins, Jim Jordan, yes. Mark Meadows, oh. John Ratcliffe, oh. th- that Debbie Lasko woman that's so good. Yes. Uh, uh, Elise 
uh, Stefanik, who's really good. Yeah. So uh, all your heavy hitters for the for the Republicans are going to be uh, a jawing at you. What are they doing? Mm, yelling uh, at people because they they have <laughs> uh, they have several super heavyweight attorneys. Oh, there's a question. There's a question period. Remember, there's after you do the each side gets twenty four hours. Yeah. Then there's sixteen hours of questions. But they're written questions, so right. I don't know if you need personalities for that. Well, and it's questions from the senators. Right. So what's Jim Jordan going to do? I don't do? know. He's a congressman. Yellow people, I assume. Well, do what you do best, as yeah. they say, and the take money will follow. Ja- take, yeah, take, yeah. Take do what you ja- love. Take off your jacket and then And yell at people. <laughs> this entire trial's a joke! Look at my forearms! They're no joke! Your question is to... Mr. Chairman! At what point he'll do that? I don't right. know. Right. <laughs> so, uh, is he there to field the questions? Is he part of the team? Or them. Not him, but them. Is he part of the defense team where they have their 24 hours to make arguments? Yeah, or, I just... I don't know how this sport is played, really. Where they all have some time at the podium? That'd be my guess. They're all going to have their time at the podium oh. making their, their, their speeches. How will they fit them in? They only have 24 hours! Right. Doy. <sighs> God, you could do the entire history of the world starting at, you know, the, then a comet hit the Earth, <laughs> apparently. God said, let there be light. And then 23 and a half hours later, you'd probably be, you know, and that takes us to the present day. Anybody got any questions? We got a half an hour. That's 24 a, hours. That's a lot of hours, is Ooh. your point. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, January 21st, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. All right, let's uh, gavel this thing to order precisely according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Trump's Senate impeachment trial begins tomorrow, and his legal team is busy preparing their defense strategy. So far, it's uh, release a live bat in the Senate chamber, then scatter. <laughs> that's, that's a really funny joke, but it's uh, absolutely not true. No, no, his side doesn't really... Uh, the the defense side... Is that a bat? Run! The defense side just wants it to go as it's been it going. It could be rabid! <laughs> well, right, it's yeah. It's the prosecution side that needs something wild to happen. Right, right. If it goes the way it's expected to go, it's it's a clear win for the president. How's the mailbag look? Oh, it's it's nice. nice. It's good. Some excellent points made, and, and, and folks' keen eyes uh, turned to the news have, have hipped us to some really good stuff to oh, talk cool. about. We'll catch up on everything. Catch up on everything. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. tired today for some reason. I was just in the lunchroom, and there's a big spill of water on the floor, and I actually thought, you know what? I'm just going to slip in this and call it a career. <laughs> I'm just going to slip. I'm going to lay there in front of the camera. I'm going to say, kill me. I'm going to say, ow, my neck. I'm going to call it good. <laughs> Slipping Jack. Exactly. <laughs> Fraud merchant. I call Saul. You know, just call it good. I've heard worse plans. <laughs> yeah. You can at least buy yourself a couple of years on the beach while sure. you think about what you want to sure. do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe you'll work again, but I'm not talking millions, yachts, blah, blah, blah. It's just, you know, take a break. Maybe you just, just spend a couple of years day trading. Slip See in this water. Doing. I lay on my back. Ah, <laughs> my spine or something. <laughs> yeah. Mailbag. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. 
sent along by alert listener Richard. A while back, actually, I went combing through some older uh, contributions. Using the old search function on the email. Wow. I'm practically Elon Musk over here. (laughs) I'm practically Jack Dorsey. (laughs) This freedom-loving quote of the day comes from Thucydides, Jack. Yes. He's one of your faves, I know, of the uh, Peloponnesian War. When one is deprived of one's liberty, one is right in blaming not so much the man who put the shackles on as the one who had the power to prevent him but did not use it. Now, I spent some time thinking about that. Now, if somebody shackles me, I'm certainly right in in being unhappy with him or her. On the other hand, Thucydides, and who am I to argue with Thucydides, says we ought to blame even more the person who could have stood for justice and didn't. Mm. So to me, the message I take away is we all have to advocate for each other's liberty no matter who we are. You know, back to MLK yesterday, that's his letter from a Birmingham jail where he said the, you know, the moderate white person out there, you might not agree with the the, the bad things that are happening around here, but if you stay quiet, you're part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what's so insidious, I think, about the uh, far left progressive need to silence people's speech and accuse them of being racist and hate speeches. And if you don't toe our line, you're racist, therefore you can be silent. Um, it, it's, it is a confusing enough argument, particularly to people who really want to be good people as they're busy. They're going about their lives. They're working their jobs. They're raising their families. They can't quite formulate a counter argument. All they know is they've been cowed into silence on the topic of whether people should be allowed to speak or not. So this maybe is an antidote to that. Always react to the limitation of liberty with an, uh, uh-uh. uh, just your default position has to be, if they're trying to limit my free speech, I'm going to resist that uh, just by reflex. And if it turns out to be legitimate, you know, like uh, yelling fire in a crowded theater, for instance, we'll all figure that out. But just reflexive, reflexively reject any limitation on liberty, particularly speech. So when you fake a fall, what's the first thing you should yell? I can't feel my feet or... Oh, no, just, oh, oh my neck. ow, ow, my, oh, my, my God, oh, my God, ow, my back, my neck, my neck and back. Then I, I don't think I can feel my feet. And and I think I have a subdural hematoma is another good one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, this. Uh, how much time do we have, Michael? I did this. It's, it's a brand new feature. Brand new feature. I call it Montana Wisdom with Joe Getty. <laughs> A new feature called Montana Wisdom. Our first email in uh, Montana Wisdom is from John Montana. John writes, I recently discovered while refereeing a city basketball game, the city league, it's physically impossible to say the F word when you have a whistle in your mouth. The F sound goes through the whistle, activating the whistle sound, and in fact loudly and automatically censors the obscenity in real time. (laughs) That is all. Godspeed. John in Montana. There you go, Montana Wisdom. Montana Wisdom wisdom with Joe Getty. And by the way, (laughs) the wisdom is limited to Montanans, former Montanans, and maybe Idahoans if they know a lot of Montanans. But that's uh, a stretch. How about number 16 from the 49ers? Does he get a piece of this if he wants to? Joe Montana is permitted. (laughs) But only him. That's right. No other name Montana. Now, Hannah Montana on a case-by-case basis. Can I do it? 
Is that all right if I do some of it? <laughs> yes, Miley, that'd be fine. <laughs> uh, we'll bring, bring up You're a cute little fella, aren't you? So they passed the rules on the whole Senate thing last night, and Democrats are howling because that's uh, that's how it works. One, no, one side or the other, thing. One yeah. side or the other howls everything right. that happens. Right. So. That's unfair. What happened in the dark of night? Stay unfair. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Look, I don't tolerate bullshit terribly well. I'm not good at pleasantries. If you have your birthday, I'm not going to call you up to congratulate you so you love me and you write nice things about me. That's not what I do. Never have. I get it. I get it, Bernie. You and I could bond over that. All I do is co-create series with Jerry Seinfeld. I'm just not. I'm just not into that. God, imagine how many politicians do do that. You send the reporter uh, something for his wife's birthday or her husband, you know, just staying up on all those kind of things. That's just courtesy, Jack. That's Whatever. just kindness. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, they're good. Doing it. That's human kindness, as mm-hmm. the commercials say. That's why they're doing it. Just more of the coarsening of America. Look, I don't tolerate bullshit terribly well. <laughs> oh, the, an obscene old man. So a couple of Bernie things for you. put himself on his front lawn. Bernie, one I'm sorry, of that the, was unfair. Can I retract that? Bernie, one of the jurors in the Senate impeachment trial today, if you look at it that way. Um, uh, but uh, a couple of things here for you. One... No win situation yesterday for uh, several Democratic candidates that were at a Martin Luther King Jr. rally. I'm watching them. Uh, here's the what the music sounded like. I don't know if you can hear that or not, but it's it's kind of jazzy, uh, you know, African American ch- church music, everything like that. You've got two options when that is happening: you either stand there and then you're mocked by people for being such a stiff, right? Or you attempt to move to the music yes. and you look like a dork, yes, like Bernie and Tom Steyer did. Oh boy, you have no. There's a no win situation for a guy like me if I'm in that. I either stand completely still and I'm, you know, and you look like just like there's something wrong with you. All you can do or is you start to move around, a smile bit. and nod your head pleasantly. And the next That's... thing you know, people put it to music and just... it becomes a meme and <laughs> move your shoulders a little bit. Do your best to clap on rhythm. Try to just take part oh, in everything that's going oh, on. Bernie had a much better go of it than Tom Steyer. Bernie kind of just like moved his knees and clapped a little bit. It's not bad, especially for an 80 year old guy. Tom Steyer tried to dance some. Oh, and no. It's, uh... oh, see, you can't oh, do no. too much. <laughs> no, exactly. If you got some white friends, what? they'll be clapping I... like this. What? what am I doing wrong? Because <laughs> white people are so stupid. So, also speaking of Bernie, what is Hillary Clinton up to attacking Bernie? This is really oh, more about, man. This is really more about Hillary Clinton. Is she, is she feeling like, hey, this guy might get the nomination, and I need to step in? Oh, you said it. Gosh. <laughs> No, 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 Hillary's not going to get the nomination, Sean. Relax. Why not? What? Brokered convention and she walks in the door? Don't you threaten me. She got three million <laughs> votes more than uh, Trump last time? Yes. According yes. to some. Yes. Um, so uh, here's, 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 well, let's, let's get to the story okay. and I'll, I'll let you know what I think of it. So, if anybody cares. <laughs> and why would you? So there's a new, um, what are they calling it, a docu-series. Yes, what's, sir. What's a docu-series? It's a documentary in series form. Back to you. In a docu-series that was just released, she said the following about Bernie Sanders. He was in Congress for years. He had one senator to support him. 
Nobody likes him. Nobody wants to work with him. He got nothing done. He was a career politician. It's all just baloney, and I feel so bad for the people that got sucked into it. Well, that's unequivocal. That's pretty over the top. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would suggest we have been... uh, Ask if her assessment still holds today. She said, yes, it does. Yeah. We've been discussing when the Democratic Party overlords, uh, terrified by the prospect of a Bernie candidacy, slightly less terrified by Liz Warren, but concerned, uh, we've been asking when they might release the hounds, as Mr. Burns might say. Well, I would say Hillary is the lead hound. She did not step out on her own. Uh, I think the party elders had an idea this was coming out. This is what I would suggest is the beginning of the kneecap Bernie movement. Not a joke. <laughs> this just this was just Joe doesn't hate this. This is just published yesterday. Now it, it and it's such a Hillary Clinton sort of thing to do. The reason a lot of analysts think she lost. The, if you if you if you're going to pinpoint one thing she said or did, it was the basket of deplorables comment. Oh yo. F you for calling me a deplorable. Right. <laughs> you know, same thing here with Bernie. Every I've, Wisconsinite with a hunting 22 thought, wait a minute, don't say that about me and my how people. How about this one? I feel so bad for the people that get sucked into it. Way to just, you know, call Bernie supporters stupid or naive or whatever. You think, do, do you actually think, Hillary, that people are then going to pivot to you? Oh, you're right, I'm a deplorable for going for Trump, so I better turn to you then. Mm. Oh, I'm an idiot for falling for the Bernie thing, so my next, my second choice would be back to you. Does she think it works that way? You know, it's funny, you, uh, you are suggesting, am I correct, that you think this is self-serving in terms of Hillary's current I don't and future? Know. I just think it's a bitter, angry person lashing out and trying to hurt those who hurt her and she or... She couldn't hold it in any longer? And or she is the pit bull of the democratic mainstream which if she's decided not to run again i suspect very very strongly that she would not run again but i don't know well at um, this point it'd have to be a brokered convention but it's too it's, late for... but this gives her power the party elders turned to her and said hillary you're the only person who can do this all the women in the meow hats and everybody who voted for you if you come out and tell them bernie's a phony and you're insane to vote for him that will end him and as a bitter, vindictive a pit bull of a woman, she said, I'd be happy to take that task on. Boy, that's a heck of a thing for her to say. Nobody likes him. Nobody wants to work with him. He got nothing done. He's a career politician. It's all just baloney, and I feel so bad for the people that got sucked into it. That's a heck of a thing to say. That's scorched earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is scorched earth. There, That is, um, yeah, pitying people who support Bernie. Is not, you know, the open arms. (laughs) That's, well, it's insulting. There's a decent chance he's going to be the nominee. There was a decent chance he would have been it last time had the entire DNC not been sitting on the scales. Maybe, maybe. Um, Although I think that's a little, well, it doesn't matter. It's ancient history. But, yeah, I think Hillary is not the first, but she's one of several Democratic heavyweights we're about to see coming out between now and the Iowa vote, which is in, what, less than two weeks? Or two weeks precisely? Is it Tuesday night? Nobody knows. It's unknown. Um, (laughs) Could somebody look that up? February 3rd, I believe. At any rate, yeah, it's a couple of weeks, uh, roughly. Um if uh, I, I, I think we're going to hear more, I think Barack Obama is probably about to come out with something Boy, measured. He does very want measured to. and statesmanlike, but explaining that if, if we vote for 
ideas that can never pass, we'll lose the election. You know, he'll deliver the message. Let's mainstream it, everybody. We'll see. The kneecap Bernie movement has begun. Look, I don't tolerate bullshit terribly well. She's the second most disliked presidential candidate of all time. Who wants to hear from her? Among Democrats, how many people are interested in hearing from her? I think more than you think. It's because she she won the popular election. Mm, we'll see. I, I mean, I'm not saying she's all powerful, but she's uh, she's got some weight, and that is not a body shot at a woman because I don't traffic in that crap. But she's a heavyweight. All right. Enough so, said. quick thing on the uh, Senate rules that they released last night that I thought kind of kind of interesting, and they were howling about it on MSNBC. So they're not officially, as of yet, allowing the evidence from the House impeachment hearings to be part of the senate trial i don't know what that means i heard that on one of your 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 liberal stations well with the the clinton impeachment for instance it was um first of all they they all agreed a hundred to nothing on how they would uh put quite easily they put together the rules and then the senators voted on a hundred to nothing we'll go forward those were different times yeah <laughs> there, were, there were time. negotiations of course but, yeah, but that those yeah. were different times that yeah. ain't gonna happen this time around no way but uh, it was just accepted the the impeachment articles and the and the evidence from the house um uh, wrangling just came over to the senate and they jawed about that they ha- haven't they specifically aren't going to do that but i think that here's the reason i think it's a pretty clear reason they're gonna have the vote on that after the vote on the witness thing. So I think it's just classic, like, negotiating salesmanship sort of thing. McConnell's going to stiff them on the witnesses. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to get the win, obviously, on the information coming over from the House, because you have to do that yeah. to, to make them feel like you got something, that you, mm-hmm. got, you, you, got, you didn't get you know, completely shut out. Right. Make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, I just I need somebody to explain to me what that means. We're not going to allow the evidence from the House thing. So what what are you going to allow? Well, there are they are they ultimately will allow it. You'd have okay. to. I mean, it just, people would go nuts if you didn't. Right. It would be crazy. But okay. I think they're going to have an official vote on it, so it will look like. See, you lost one, you won one. What, what are you unhappy about here? Huh. Even though what the the one you won was a, of course we are. It's like we're going to have lights on in the in the in the. Okay, in the so it is that crazy? I think so. Okay, I just okay. I think it's just a negotiating tactic. It's that like seems you know, so crazy. Like I you, can't even believe it. It's like when you put something on the table you have no interest in fighting about, just right. so they can have a, a win. Yeah, and we'd really like a pet elephant. Yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> all right. I'll give up the elephant if we can go to Disneyland. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's what I think it is, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe smarter people can uh, uh, figure that out. <sighs> we shall see. So, if you were not able to listen yesterday, perhaps you were enjoying the Martin Luther King uh, holiday. We have some interesting Super Bowl news for you. Cool. On uh, the way, a shot at the uh, No Fun League. Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, an MLK note or two, and then we'll make sure you understand what's going to happen in the next couple of days in the impeachment thing, and then move on. And also, I'm getting lives. my hashtag started, hashtag Super Bowl of Racist Mascots. Oh, boy. I, I think I think it's already started. Because I want to come off as like a woke, super progressive something or other. Sure, sure. And I'm like a Russian bot. I just want people to argue. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, I don't believe that at all. Well, then anybody who disagrees on any level called them a racist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm yeah. telling you your business. So who am I? <laughs> Sorry. 
Wow, Hillary's saying she feels sorry for anybody who fell for the whole Bernie thing, Chris Pauling for the whole Bernie thing. That is uh, that is something. You know, I've always found, Jack, when you want to win people over to your side, the best way to do is to do it is to demean them. <laughs> oh boy, to pity them. Yeah, this will this will uh, reverberate for a few days or months, no doubt about it. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What's the latest line on 49ers Chiefs there, Sean? Have you looked that up? I know you're a betting man. Hey, what was that tune, Michael, while he's looking that up? Uh, Sturgill Simpson, Sing Along. Is that Sturgill? Love that. Some some hard rocking stuff. Fantastic. Um, Wrangling over the uh, arcane rules of the the impeachment are going to be going on all day long today, if you like that sort of thing. Chief still favored by about one or one and a half, depending on which uh, totally legitimate internet gambling site you go to. Keeping in mind, the the point spread is designed purely to get an equal number of bets on each side. And that is, uh, it's a tantalizing number. Hmm. One, one and a half. Chiefs score points like it's easy. It's unbelievable. The other hand, the suffocating Niners defense is out to quell the attack. Blah, blah, blah. We'll take your calls. I'm yeah. waiting for the prop bets to start rolling through. There those you are, go. Those oh, are some of the my wacky favorites. propositions, yeah. yeah. Um, what? Oh. You know what? It would How be a good long one. does J-Lo shake her buttocks at me? As long as possible. Clearly. This I'm looking at this Washington Post story, how Mitch McConnell's proposed Senate trial will work and where Democrats object. Uh, object. It is, an, uh, it is you know, it's labeled as analysis, but it is a uh, an editorial masquerading as a, as a news feature. So it's is just, almost everything else that exists. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, they, well, anyway, it's just, we'll, uh, we'll bring you up to speed in the next half hour or so, everything you need to know about the first day or two of what's happening in in D.C. Very little will happen other than wrangling over rules. Uh, a couple of uh, quick notes, a little bonus mailbag. want to mention this note from uh, Tal, who uh, saw a, a bumper sticker that she really liked. He, she, Tal, T-A-L. What do you figure that is? Is that a man or a woman? Short for something? Please stop using gendered language. <laughs> I uh, saw a parking uh, bumper sticker in the lot the other day. Any responsible adult, 2020. Hilarious and sad at the same time. Yeah, I've seen that one before. Uh, it says some very nice things about the radio show. Thank you. Left the Bay Area eight years ago for St. Louis, where there is little homelessness, low taxes, cheap gas, clean water right out of the tap, electricity, little regulation. And by the way, don't Illinois my Missouri. And an arch. And an arch. Comes uh, free with this as the last item on my bucket list is to have one of my emails read on A and G. You can die now, <laughs> and and probably will because I think that's how it works. Yeah. Check out the last thing on your bucket list. God looks and says, "Well, you've had enough." I don't and, think I got uh, anything on my bucket list. Oh, that's that's a dangerous game you're playing. I need a bucket list. I have a vague desire list. If I had a bucket list, maybe I would do some of this crap instead of year after year saying, you know, next year I'm gonna. I don't. I don't. I really don't. I don't think there's anything I need to do or want to do. Mm. Uh, part of it is, you know, from uh, not having kids till I was 
so old. I did and everything I wanted to do. now you got a house full of kids, and you're running like a maniac after them. But I did everything I wanted to do, and there's yeah. nothing else I want to do. Man, I got a list. Again, vague and probably not going to happen, but I'm going to start. That's my New Year's resolution. I just came up with it. Actually, do the stuff you've been thinking about doing. Give us a for instance, so we know the we the. the I want to go. I want to go to the Masters. Mm. I want to see Augusta National Golf Course and walk it. And so uh, this tournament, I watch all four rounds every year. I can picture the golf course better, and and everybody who goes says it's amazing. And and so I don't know. It's I just, don't know. That's a, for instance, I don't know if I'm I I'm either extra enlightened, <laughs> or I've lost. The capacity for joy. I know Let's have I'm a vote. My money. Let's have a vote, shall we? Because <laughs> there's no place I want to go or an event I want to see or anything like it. It's just like I've seen. I've seen enough events. I've been enough places. I just. I'm wow. fascinated by the Masters. Their concessions are notoriously like two dollars for yeah. just great sandwiches. And so stuff like you want to go because you can have a cheap sandwich. Yeah, so yeah. I can overeat and only spend a few dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, boy. Uh, let's see. You brought in the original iPhone yesterday, Jack. Yeah. Uh, Dave checked eBay and saw an original iPhone going for eighteen grand. That seems unlikely since nah. they sold millions of them. Yeah. But that could have been like an unopened one, something like Probably. that, yeah, autographed by Steve Jobs. I, I have heard that it's worth several hundred dollars, but uh, I've got every iPhone I've ever owned still in, in the box and the charger and stuff. Yeah, the NFL is less the no fun league than it used to be. But John from Iowa pointed out. Um, they allow end zone dancing now, right? Yeah, even after like an interception or something, you can go do a dance. I can't believe they ever People love dancing. I can't believe they ever didn't allow it. It's, I know, just, it's so just so stupid. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. watching a TV show to be entertained. Yeah. Entertain me. But after the Chiefs beat the Titans, I believe that's how it's pronounced, um, <laughs> sending them the Chiefs to the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years, one of the offensive tackles jumped up in into the stands or near it. You know how they do that, and everybody yeah. pats their back and stuff. Somebody handed him a beer, and he crushed it, Stone Cold Steve Austin style, against his chest, I think, um, which is a little frightening. Uh, the NFL fined him $14,000. For, for that action, because for, he had a beer in his hand, he yeah. he opened it. In effect, it was alcohol. Jack, has anybody <laughs> ever watched the commercials? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And you so spent, the NFL levied a heavy fine on him. You just spent four hours convincing to me the most important thing in life was to drink beer. Right, oh. right. But so this poor son of a gun, he crushes a beer on him in a moment of professional ecstasy, and the NFL finds him. The good folks at Budweiser have written him a check for fourteen grand, saying, saying, hey, donate this to the charity of your choice on us. Very smart. You're sitting in the stadium. Your ticket's got a beer logo on it. Everywhere you look's beer logos. Everybody's drunk. Everybody's drinking. There's people walking up and down the aisle trying to sell you beer. Millions of dollars worth of beer commercials are are, are peppering the people at home with a message. Get get your drink on. The player touched a beer, and we can't have that. Kids would think beer is okay. Good lord, what's he, what's he doing? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, alert the press box sharpshooters. Eh, it's not that serious, sir. Why don't we just find him tens of thousands of dollars? Oh, thank God, cooler heads prevailed. I almost had him shot, says the commissioner. Speaking of football, oh, Elise, who is, uh, f- f- how did we decide? Fagatui, friend of Armstrong and Getty over 20 years. Wow. At least the emergency room nurse. MLK Day should be the Monday after the Super Bowl, since the actual day isn't on his birthday anyway. Two stones killed with one bird, for sensitive folks. That's a good one. That, that That's a little disrespectful and weird, but as we were I'm discussing sure yesterday, is. hashtag Super Bowl Saturday. It's so obvious. 
People have talked about having a holiday after you know the Monday after the Super Bowl. Just move it to Saturday. For goodness sakes. Speaking of alcohol consumption, besides Sunday is the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 afraid we don't have time for this note from Karen, which is a shame because she's Karen in San Fran the S word co San Fran Spit Co. Wow, which is a new way of San Fran Co. Um, it's a good note, but well, at least we got that on. <laughs> Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. 